to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <clears throat> How do I sound? Give me a sound test before I even start. Give me a sound test before I utter another word. Give me a sound check. Before I get to run in my mouth. That sound good? That sound good, yeah? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume I sound good. Mike check brain away. That's what I'm talking about. All right, crispy. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, why why y'all doing this? Why y'all doing this? Why y'all doing this? Listen, come. May 26th, that weekend, when they do like the first week worldwide numbers, it'll be around 300 million. Why y'all, why y'all doing this? Don't do this. It's going to make it, it's going to make a billion. I'm going to be here to tell y'all, I told y'all so with all the controversy, with all the people wanting this movie to fail, this movie's going to make a billion dollars. Okay. Sorry. You got every demographic in this movie covered. You got your Spaniards and, and Javier Bartem playing King Triton. You got the white woman, Melissa McCarthy, playing uh, Ursula. You got the, the black folk going to come out for Ariel. You got uh, the, the, the stork played by Aquafina. That's an Asian. This movie has it covered. Stop playing with me. Conspiracy, my man. I still owe you a stream. We need to talk about being parents of autistic children. I want to do, I really want to do that stream. You know what I'm saying? T, what's happening? Abby, what's happening? Sunshine, what's happening? What's happening? Where the fuck you been? Yeah. Talking to you. Sunshine, where where the fuck you been? It's all good. Natasha, (laughs) you know how I do. (laughs) Yeah, real TV, what's happening? What's happening? All right, all right. Okay, I sound good. I sound good. I sound good. Yeah. Arm Rebellion, Hanlon, Lamont. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I live by this. I'm like pate. I'm an acquired taste. I'm not for everybody. Not trying to be for everybody. Nick, a.k.a. Gunplay. RC, what's happening? All right, everybody's here. Y'all could be anywhere else, but y'all are here with my crazy ass. I appreciate that. No one ever thinks about the caregivers to people with any type of disability. I agree. One of the hardest jobs out there that's why i ain't built for that shit if this motherfucker go down you better hire that 24-hour nurse because i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna take care of you i will hire somebody to take care of you and make sure they're doing their job but i'm not gonna take care of you (laughs) i'm not gonna take care of you i ain't built like that i ain't built like that i'm sorry (laughs) Gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> you want me to lie to you? I'm too old for lies. 
I'm too old for lies. Listen, we can we can stay together and we had the 24 hour care nurse, you know. Uh, but I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. I'm just telling you what it is. Fee! I'm definitely gonna see the little mermaid, not because of the girl, but because it's a classic movie my daughter and I used to watch over and when she was I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I will be here to tell everybody I told y'all this movie's gonna crack a billion. I mean, Disney still is in trouble with its uh with its product. Still in trouble. I mean, they're in deep, deep doo-doo. Disney and Marvel are in deep trouble with their content. But the Little Mermaid will make a billion dollars. They will make a billion dollars. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Where we where we where we getting? Where we getting? <clears throat> Anthony G. Marvel. So man, listen. Eesh, it's phase five shit right here. Looking worse than gonna be phase four at this rate. They need to. Uh, I don't know. They need a complete. I don't want to say complete overhaul, but definitely to need to step back on on some of these projects that they got trying to pump out. Which they already paused a lot of stuff, but. I think they hurt the brand too much with the with the audience, and they oh my god Star Wars. I'm not here. Listen, I'm not trying to turn this into a a, a geek random rant uh, on on comic book movies and stuff like that. You know, Osama, what's happening? Thank you for the two in the super chat. Would you partner in a Black Manosphere tour? What? Hell no! I would be Bobby Brown on that thing. Pay me more money. <laughs> I would be Bobby Brown on that thing. I would be what what I would be David Ruffin. They didn't come to see y'all. They came to see me. I would never no. No, Osama. I'm sorry, no. There's nothing those Negroes can do for me except make me look bad. I'm good. I'm good. I'm out here touching grass. I went tanning today. It was 90 degrees outside. Guess what I was doing? Outside with my shirt off, tanning. Because I have a life outside of YouTube. I'm out here tanning. Okay? No. I don't have issues with women to the point where I come here and rant and, rant and rave about women. That No, I have opposite issues with women. I be doing too much with them. So, no. I would never. Hell no. Those fucking weirdos and half of them support. <sighs> no, these guys, I, I don't want to turn this into a, a down the street rant. I don't No, Listen. Yeah. Don't ever get me in front of a, a major publication. If they ask me about the black manosphere, I would sink everybody's ship. I would sink everybody's ship on purpose. I'm just that over it. So don't, don't ask me, don't ask me to do that. I will purposely sink everybody's ship. I will say they all hang with pedophiles and rapists, which they do, which they do, right? I would say, uh, yeah, they hang with pedophiles and, 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 and rapists and they're child molesters and uh, <laughs> uh, they hate women. They're in, so I would sink everybody's ship over there on purpose. On purpose. 
So please don't ever get me in front of a major publication, even somewhat semi-major. I would sink that entire goddamn ship. I would have nothing nice to say. I would, I would take shots at every last one of them and then let the world come see for themselves and then let the internet deal with them. Rightfully so. I sure would. Yeah, I sure would on purpose. And dare somebody do something to me about it. <laughs> no, I have nothing to be angry about. I have nothing to be angry about. Nothing, especially when it comes to no fucking woman. I refuse to give women this much control, time, and energy from me. How, what I look like, complain about women. This woman cooks every day, cleans every, every weekend. What, what, I got, what I got to complain about? She don't. Doesn't give me back talk. Doesn't bark at me. What, what do I got to complain about? How I look like coming here every day, three to four hours a day. And I got a, sub, a, a submissive wife. What I look like to her. What I look like. What I look like. I'm just saying, what, what I look like. What, how would I sound? Yeah, I... I, I, I they would cheat on their tag. Would they would say they, yeah, that too? Yo, the internet, listen, they ain't had the right spotlight on them. They ain't, the, the right spotlight has not come on them. They're still, they're lucky they still pick off the bones of Kevin Samuels. Like, they're lucky his shadow is big enough to deflect everybody on to his passing. Eventually, if, if or one day they they'll move they'll move past Kevin Samuels and, and take a real close look at the rest of the guys. But as of right now, Kevin Samuels' uh, carcass keeps everybody off their asses. Truth be told, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> oh, you know what? I know what I forgot to do. I forgot to pull my clips because I have I have an opinion and. Please feel free to disagree with me. Like, I kind of want you to disagree with me on this, on this point, okay? I could be wrong. I doubt it. But I purposely want you to disagree with me just for the sake of disagreement. Because I, I, it, do, it, it serves me nothing. I get nothing out of it if everybody agrees with me 24-7. You know? Like I said, I'm not these guys that get hell bent out of shape if someone in the chat disagree, disagrees with, with me. You know, that dialogue doesn't always have to be one-sided or, you know, everybody's in, in, in lockstep for the most part. But, no, I, I, I don't spaz out if people disagree. I welcome discourse. But I have a viewpoint. I have a viewpoint. Let's get, let's get with the Asian Aquafinas first. Let's do that first, okay? I have a viewpoint on Asian Aquafinas and those type of people that s find themselves emulating certain sections or sectors of black culture. Okay, a little hurdler. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Where's little hurdler at? Oh, should everybody hide? Hide? Uh, I don't know. Hide something from little hurdler. When she shows up, hide it. 
when Lil Hurler shows up, just hide whatever you got. <laughs> just hide it. <laughs> All right. Here's my viewpoint. So like the Aquafinas, if you know who Aquafina is, basically she came up m- mocking black slang, black vernacular, right? And not in a good way, okay? I am of, oh God, Trent, oh no. Okay. Here's my point. Here's my position. I want y'all to, to, to give me pushback on. I'm going to play these clips and I want, I want you to agree to disagree. Right? Okay. And I'm just picking on Asians for now. But the majority of people that emulate black culture, they emulate poor blacks. They emulate the behavior of poor blacks. Once again, I am of the position that the majority of people, other races that emulate black culture, they emulate the ways and means and actions and vernacular and speech of poor blacks. Okay. Now, here's why I say this. Here's why I say this. Because this clip, this first clip got me to thinking, right? Got me to thinking. Because at first I was like, oh, this is nice. Oh, look. Hold on. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. This is where the Aquafina types come in. You don't know who Aquafina is. Once again, Aquafina is a, I guess she's a comedian or can't start off as a comedian but now she's done made her way into movies. She's been in, she was in Shang-Chi. She's in Little Mermaid. So her whole thing is culturally appropriating the speech and vernacular of black people to the point that even Asian folk are like you, right? Okay. Once again, I'm of the ilk. My position is China Mac. Exactly. Louisville's in the house. Okay. So I'm of, I'm of the ilk that, other races emulate the, the poor blacks, okay? Now, all right, this is what threw me off at first. I don't want to get pinged for the music. That's why it's, it's muted, but hold on. Now, I thought this was a skit at first. Until I found this chick all over Twitter. She's like, who's the white? Whoa, whoa, Vicky. Remember, whoa, Vicky? Remember, whoa, Vicky? Okay, so she's like an Asian, whoa, Vicky. But, but let, let's go. I thought this was a comedic routine. I thought this was a skit. I thought she was joking. I thought she was playing. This chick is really like this. I'll get to more. I'll get to more. But this took, this took me back. Because the only people I know that talk like this, mainly in that, in that type of vernacular, are New Yorkers. Not only just New Yorkers, but 
poor black New Yorkers. Oh shit, no video, my bad. God damn it. All right, all right, all right, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Okay, 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 okay. Once again, let me run it back, let me run it back, let me run it back. Let me run it back, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. All right, once again, I'm of the position that any and everybody that emulates black culture, it is the behaviors and the ways of speaking and vernacular and slang of poor black people. This woman talks like a New Yorker. Not only just a New Yorker, but a poor black New Yorker. All right? Please feel free to, to, to push back on this. By all means. Excuse me, miss. Miss, I drew you. Damn. She's fine. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. I ain't paying you no bitch. I'll take you to the fuck. Now, I, once again, I thought this was a skit. I thought it was an act, a joke. I thought she was a comedian. But I'm gonna get to other clips. This chick is really like this. She's out here like this. She's really out here like this. Let me run it back again. Excuse me, miss. Miss, I drew you. Damn. Fine. <laughs> you did that? Yeah. I ain't paying you no bitch. I'll take you to the fuck. Okay. Now she's pretty famous online she's pretty famous online i thought it was a joke this chick is not a joke like she's really out here like this and nobody talks like this except poor black new yorkers i'm sorry if you disagree please by all means let me know Yo, fuck the quarantine, bitch. Got me fucked up. I ain't staying the fucking side. I was out there every motherfucking day. What's good? Mayor de Blasio, get my ass, bitch. Your voice has been subject to a lot of controversy. People are saying it's fake. What do you want to say to him? Man, let me tell you something. Suck my dick. I've always been sound like this, bitch. What's up? What's Yo, up? I ain't broke. I don't ride no damn bitch ass until Look at that shit. Real New Yorkers, we ride fucking trucks. Feel me? Grip that bitch and you out that bitch. It's brick outside. What's up? Suck my dick. What's good, bitch? Suck my dick! I'm raising New York, bitch! The fuck were you from? Ohio? That's what I thought so. Shut the fuck up! Two times for the birthday, bitch! <laughs> Three times for the birthday, bitch! It's a bur Who talks like this? Who talks like this? And I hate that I'm... Frames are choppy like that. I apologize for the chop frames. Who talks like this? Here's another clip of some other Asian women. This ain't the same chick. This is a different chick. Once again, I'm of the ilk. They emulate poor black people. Poor black people. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Look. Why are you getting in the fights? What are you doing? Why are you out here getting in the fights? Little hurdler. You know what? Why are you out here getting in the fights? What are you doing? <laughs> now, once again, this, these are the these are the 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 speech patterns of poor black New Yorkers, because only poor black New Yorkers talk like this. But let's 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 see what else. 
You know, you you were hella wrong for what you did. What are you talking about? Really? What did I do? Who talks like that? Who talks like that? What did that? I do? You know, you you were hella wrong for what you did. What are you talking about? Really? What did I do? Who talks like this, people? Poor black people talk like this. Poor black people talk like this. Feel free to debate me, give me pushback, or say, Sly, you wrong. I've never seen a black coon emulated or culturally appropriated. It's only the, the, the behaviors and the thought patterns and processes of poor black people. Exactly. If you close your eyes, man, if you, this, I, I thought it was a voiceover. <laughs> I thought it was a voiceover. No. What did I do? You know, you, you were hella wrong for what you did. What are you talking about? Really? What did I do? That is her voice. I thought this was a voiceover. I thought she was trying to fake the Keisha. She is Asian Keisha. She is an Asian Keisha. Who talks like this? Asian Aquafinas. I, 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 you, hey, the bay is full of them. Out here, Vietnamese, Hmong, Laotian, they call each other niggas. And they talk like poor black people. Have you ever been around a bunch of Asians and listened to themselves call themselves nigga? It is the most cringy. It's so cringe. You're like, you're actually sitting here like, wow. Right? You sit, you listen to them have a conversation. Go on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Go to all the car meets. When the Asians in the essays at their little car meets and shit, they'll be driving GTRs and McLarens, and 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 R and Audi R10s, R R R8s with the V10s, and they and they, yo nigga, my nigga, my nigga, nigga, nigga. I'm just sitting here like, hello darkness, my old friend. I'm just sitting here. When I go to my, when I go to that to the barber shop. When I go to the barber shop, shout out to my young essay. For him and his homies. Yo, my nigga, that nigga that's fucked up. What'd you say, nigga, my nigga? I'll just be like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I come to talk to you again. <laughs> I just be, and I can feel the camera zoom in on me. And I just be sitting here like. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. It is the weirdest thing. Oh, this is the weirdest thing. You just have to be in the moment. Yo, when these Mon games, listen, these Mon games and these Laotian, they be out here, they be, they used to really be beefing with each other, like really tough back like 15, 20 years ago. They used to be really like super violent towards each other. Now they done calmed down a bit, but it's still weird, man. It's still weird when I hear Asian folk and like 
veteran speech come out of them. It's like, do you realize how you sound? Like, it takes someone to talk like your people for you to realize, be like, damn, that's how we sound, huh? That's how we really sound. It, you, you know, it takes a whole nother race of people when they emulate you and talk like you and you just sit back and be like, yeah, that doesn't sound, I'm cool. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like that anymore. I don't want to talk like that anymore. No, 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 no. Hey, Austin Holloman, that look. That little, uh, that little girl, Kate, the little Thai girl, right? She was, grew up in the Bay. When she talked, you hear it in her voice. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I need to reboot my computer because my shit is sketchy. But the hell with it. I'm not going to stop now. Yo, I listen, it's not even a slang. It's just, yo, this is how poor blacks talk. You know, I mean, it's all good. It's all, hey. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. If it makes sense to y'all, so I don't see anybody that, that really disagrees with me, God damn it, Nick, God damn you and your goddamn OBS. <laughs> I think one day next week I'll, I'll sit down and, and play with it again. I'm going to do it. You know what I'll do? I, I'll do this. I'll do a test stream of OBS next week. Uh, that's what I'll do. And I'll see how it turns out. But because uh, I freed up a bunch of space on my but this is the thing i never turn my mac off like i just close it and 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 leave it like i'll never turn it off i never reboot it i hardly ever reboot it that's my fault i hardly ever reboot it yeah i got a i got a terabyte just sitting just chilling i appreciate that Nick's going to be like, yeah, you see, I, ho- I helped Sly with his OBS. <laughs> I'm the reason Sly shit don't be dropping frames anymore. <laughs> I didn't hear his son or nah, nah, me, so I, I will agree to disagree. That's what's up. That's what's up. I got you. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And this one's only like three years old, so it's time to get a new one. Time to get a new one. Okay. So we got rid of Asian Aquafinas. Let's go ahead and get let's get that out the way real quick. Asian Aquafinas. Man, that was terrible. That was terrible. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, Asian Aquafinas. Man, let's just go ahead and go with this this BS ass story. If you believe this story, I don't know what else to tell you at this point. If y'all believe Jonathan Majors and Megan Good are actually dating, this is why the whole Gossip is this is low brow. This is this, a child can do this. A monkey can do this content. A monkey could do this. So y'all really believe these two are dating 
right? We have no pictures, no video, right? So when when the white folk are are secretly dating, they got all the pictures and the vids, all the paparazzi is always right there to catch them going in the, in and out of spagos or no no booze, right? They go to Wolfgang Wolfgang pucks. They always catch them going or coming. Has anyone seen this? Has anyone seen this? Has anyone seen this? Do you even believe this? Has anyone seen? Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Jonathan Majors has the worst PR team ever. No one can. You can't. You can't, you can't possibly believe this. They reach and reaching. They reach and reaching. Really? So I'm looking for where we, I, we have no pictures. Here we go. Uh, uh, an eyewitness told the outlet that the duo were at the Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles last week to see a movie. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, Jonathan Major, he lives in New York. He has a residence in New York. This all took place in New York. The assault. He lives in New York. He lives in New York. He is the most wanted man in Hollywood right now. Hear me out. Let's just play the logic game in all this. He's the most wanted or asked about man in Hollywood right now. You mean to tell me if this man took a plane trip cross country from LaGuardia to LAX, nobody's seen him. You mean to tell me this man took a plane trip, even if he caught the red eye from LaGuardia to LAX? Nobody would see this dude coming or going, huh? So he crossed country on a private jet. Nobody's seen him coming or going. <laughs> if Lovely T don't report, didn't report, I don't believe. So no one's seen this dude. So somehow he ends up in L.A. at the Alamo Draft House in Los Angeles. Okay. Y'all really believe this boat? This is why I did that. that listen, I know this to anybody that does celebrity stuff, but this, a child can do this. This is a, this is a child shit. This is child. Even TMZ got on it. And I, I'm so disappointed in TMZ. If anybody would have photos of these two, it would be TMZ. Where is the photo? Sources with direct knowledge tell us over the course of the last several weeks, Jonathan, made, Jonathan and Megan had gotten close and the relationship is fairly new. What's more, a witness tells us they were at the Alamo Draft House in L.A. last weekend to see a movie. Okay, what movie was it? So it's not like they're hiding the fact they're hanging out. Once again, where is the footage? Where are the pics? Jonathan Majors still is still an A-lister for now. Technically, if this man makes a move, someone's going to see it. Please, we got to do better. We got to do better.
We got to do better. Oh, oh my God. This is so silly. But everybody's running with it, right? But everybody's running with it. Entertainment tonight. Right? Entertainment tonight. So nobody has the scoop. Let me guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> so they're quoting TMZ. So entertainment tonight. Remember back in the day it used to be uh, J- John and Mary. I used to watch that shit religiously, religiously. John Hart and, and Mary, the, the blonde chick, used to come on like 630 every night. All the Hollywood news and gossip. So now they're quoting TMZ. Okay. Okay. Got to do better, people. Got to do better. <sighs> I, I, but this is where we're at. This is where it's come to. This is where we're at. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's get out of here. Let's get out. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. What we got? Let's do this. Let's do Jimmy Allen. Does anybody know who Jimmy Allen is? Jimmy Allen. Anybody familiar with his music? Anybody familiar with Jimmy Allen's music? And also, let's be posting. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Where you at, Chaz? Reposting Kevin on stage thing about Jimmy Fox. You know what's fucked up? The, the crazy part is the Daily Loud actually issued a, an apology. The same story that Daily Loud ran, everybody ran, but somehow black, black Twitter got so upset with the Daily Loud and made them apologize for, for reporting misinformation in regards to Jamie Foxx's health. Hilarious. 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 Okay. Jimmy Allen. So nobody knows E.T. and Robin Leach. I this is Robin Leach. <laughs> Lifestyles of the, of the Rich and Famous used to be the best show on TV. This is Robin Leach. Okay, never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's he's a somebody that would be a no for me, dog. Wow. Okay. Never heard of him? Really? Jimmy Allen is a big dog in country music. He's like the next young Darius Rucker. But unfortunately, (laughs) I don't know, man. Here we go. (laughs) Black men's taking more L's than I don't know what, you know. This is, is, you know what, if you're a black man at this point, just be by yourself. Just be by yourself. You just might as well be by yourself at this point. Let's see. Let's see what happened to Jimmy Allen. Okay. Oh my, that's a long ass ad. Okay. 
And he's being sued for sexual assault and abuse by his former manager, DeMarco Morgan, here with the details. Good morning, DeMarco. George, good morning to you. Overnight, country music star Jimmy Allen's management company dropped him after a sexual assault lawsuit filed by his former manager. And a suit Allen says there is no truth to whatsoever. The soundtrack with the song in the dark. This morning, hit me with the damn. He's seen explosive allegations from his former manager who filed suit anonymously. Jane Doe's filing claims the Grammy nominated singer sexually harassed plaintiff openly and publicly by making comments about her status as a single female, her innocence, and how hot she looked. He did so from the stage in front of the production crew and public audiences. Allen, the 2021 CMA New Artist of the Year, has been a fixture at country music's biggest award shows, co-hosting the 2022 ACM Awards with Dolly Parton. He just finished a tour opening for Carrie Underwood. But behind these career-making moments, his day-to-day -day manager says she was subject to assault and threats to stay silent. Filing documents state Jane Doe began working for Wide Open Music in 2020, assigned to Allen, whom she says sexually abused her at red lights, in green rooms, on airplanes, and in other places she was required to be to support him at events when driving him to professional engagements. He allegedly even went so far as videotaping to blackmail her. The singer-songwriter admits the extramarital affair, but says that during the nearly two years it went on, she never once accused me of any wrongdoing. And she spoke of our relationship and friendship as being something she wanted to continue indefinitely. Only after things ended between us did she hire a lawyer to reach out and ask for money, which leads me to question her motives. Jimmy Allen was scheduled to be the keynote speaker at Delaware State University's graduation today. The artist canceled shortly after the news broke of the lawsuit. Explosive allegations this morning, guys. Yeah, Thank okay. you, DeMarco. Now, let's go. Let's, now, what do you think she looks like? What do you think her, her race is, her nationality is? I, I just, you know what, let's just, uh. Now, here's how, how bad it's gotten for Jimmy Allen. This is how bad it's gotten for him. Okay. So, he's getting a divorce. All right, he's getting a divorce. Jeez, uh, man. This is all fucking bad. So he's 37, she 27. Uh, at the end of three years of marriage, uh, follows suit with her own filing two hours later. So technically he filed first. And this was after the news broke. With his, so he was banging his manager while married. So he was banging his manager while married. Strange wife Alexis are getting a divorce with both parties filing just days after they announced their separation. According to documents obtained by People, the country star filed for divorce from Alexis in Williamson County, Tennessee on April 28th after nearly three years of marriage. Alexis followed suit with her own filing two hours later. Both cited irreconcilable differences. News of the couple's divorce proceedings broke the same day Allen was sued by his former manager for assault and sexual abuse. He has denied those claims. The singer and his ex are parents to 18-month-old daughter Zara James and three-year-old daughter Naomi Betty. They uh, are currently expecting their third child. Geez. Per the documents, Allen has requested joint custody of the children, while Alexis has requested to be designated as the primary residential parent, stating that it would be in the children's best interest. She has requested that Allen... And she's going to get it. You know why? Because the husband is a liar and a cheater.
right? There's no judge. There's no, there's no divorce judge not going to give the kids to the mother just based off the actions of the man. So not only were you sleeping with your manager while she was, while she was pregnant with your third child. Right? Oh my God. Okay. Here's what we have. We have two types of men out here in this world. We have the type of men, the one type of man is mad at the woman because they have no sexual access to the woman. The other group of men have all the access to the woman and, st- and still are just clueless and, and maneuvering and how <laughs> pick your poison. You want to be the guy that, that doesn't, that doesn't get ass and complains about it or you get ass and you get raked over the coals. If it goes left, pick your poison. No access to women. Access to women could cost you dearly financially. This is where we're at at this point. You're either on one side of the fence or the other for most men. And be granted reasonable parenting time and has also requested child support and alimony. The couple who tied the knot in June of 2020 announced their separation on April 21st while sharing news that they had a baby on the way. In an Instagram statement, Alan expressed that the pair had thoughtfully decided to end their marriage. However, they remain committed to co-parenting their children with love and respect for each other. He also stated that they are looking forward to the arrival of their new family member later this year. For other documents obtained by people, Allen was sued on Thursday by his former manager, who accused him of raping her during a work trip to Los Angeles in March of 2021. The alleged incident occurred when Allen was filming an episode of American Idol. The documents also contained numerous other examples of sexual abuse. BBR Music Group has suspended Allen following the allegations, which Allen has denied. He maintains that the relationship was consensual. He's done. He's done. Lord have how much. His downfall is going to be so epic. Baby on the way and you out here wilding, bruh. Okay, so let's go see what what his manager looks like. I'm curious now. Jimmy Allen manager. I hope she's fine for all this. I hope she's a, a, a beautiful, beautiful woman. Please let this bitch be fine. Okay, that's his that's his record label. This is his record label, BBR Music under BMG. That's Bertels Bertelsmann Music Group. That's some Germans. Shout out to the Germans. I have no beef with the Germans. All right, this is his his label. But I'm trying to find his manager. Who is his manager? Okay, so we already we can already safely assume she's white. So let's let's not play that game. Okay, let's see if they if they if they identify everybody in this photo. Back row, legal affairs. Okay, open hand creative director, general manager, VP promotion. Okay, so these everybody this is all the the label. So it doesn't show who's a man, who his manager is. Jimmy was one of the fastest signings we ever had at the label for one reason. There just wasn't much in, internal debate on the merits of doing so. 
almost universally female, male, younger, older, rookies, experienced veterans. Everyone at BBR wanted him to be a part of our family. We can't wait for our partners and the world to hear and see in Jimmy Allen what we do. Jesus, man, brother. Good God almighty. Talk about fumbling the fucking bag. This was back in 2017. Talk about fumbling the damn bag. Okay, wide open music management. We're going to find this, this. I'm sure, I'm assuming she's a white woman. We're going to find a picture of this woman, y'all. Wide open music, 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 manage. Yeah, we're going to find this woman. I just want to confirm what she is. No, that's not it. Don't do that. I just want to confirm what she is. Come on, space. Manage. Management. I just want to confirm they're in Nashville, of course. I just want to confirm what this woman looks like. They're going to list the artists, of course. They're going to list their artists. Um, shit. Uh-oh. Who is this white woman? Who is this? Okay, so Wide Open Music Publishing relaunches. This is Victoria Goodwin as VP General Manager. Now, this is speculation. This is speculation. This is speculation on who, if, if she is the, the manager. This is speculation. We are speculating. We are totally speculating at this point. Let's see what they're talking about. Let's see what they're talking about. This is 2020. Okay, okay. Let's see what you're talking about. Um, Victoria Goodvin. Okay, Goodvin is a native of Princeton, North, North Carolina, moved to Nashville in 09 to attend Belmont University, landed her first publishing job as creative director at Song, Fong, uh, Song Factory. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay, nope, it's not, not linking her to, to Jimmy directly. Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Let's go back. Let's dumb down the search. Let's dumb down the search. Who is Jimmy Allen? There we go. Let's dumb it down. Uh Oh, is this her? Alexis Gale? Oh, is this her? She's not a man. This can't be her. Is this somebody he just... Banged out? Okay, who is this woman? What, what, how do you come in? Oh, that's his, okay, that's his wife. That's who she is, Alexis Gale. All right, so let's see what makes her so special. Let's see what makes her so special. I mean, she out here looking. Registered, no, she's an RN. Okay, okay, so she got her own money. She has a skill set. She's going to keep you healthy or kill you, depending on her mood of the day. She was a licensed esthetician, but she's a registered nurse. So she's going to be all right. 
Okay, that's the soon-to-be ex-wife. Need to find out who the manager is. Who is Jimmy Allen's manager? Wow, it's really, they're really hiding her. Now, you know, you know, damn well, if you want to find somebody's manager, it ain't take but 0.2 seconds to find out who somebody who, you know what I'm saying? Man, shoot. So we're not, they're not going to, they're hiding her. Any other time you can find out who, who manages whom. Like any other time. No, I don't want this. Come on, don't do, don't do me like this. Come on, Vulture. I'm not trying to. Damn it, damn it. Okay, TMZ, you have it. Will you have? During her 18 months on the job. So that what? That could be old girl Victoria. Because she just joined them in 2020 or 2019. Okay, I'm speculating right now. His former business manager during her 18 months. I'm speculating it would be Victoria Good, Good, Goodvin. I'm speculating. She claims she went to dinner with Jimmy and industry executives after the idle taping and had a couple glasses of wine and then lost consciousness, waking up naked in her hotel room several hours later, disoriented, confused, and bleeding from her vagina. Get this nigga out of here, bruh. Gotta go. Get this nigga out of here. Get this nigga out of here. Bruh, <laughs> you're done. In her suit, the woman says she realized she had lost her virginity. Oh, no. Lost her virginity through no choice of her own and felt she had betrayed her faith. Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. All right. She says, Jimmy insisted they go to the nearest drugstore to, to buy Plan B and claims they rushed to get the pill. She says, he opened the package and supervised her as she took the meds. The woman claims Jimmy grabbed her and forcibly kissed her goodbye after she took Plan B, whispering, you're mine now. She says she was terrified to tell her boss what happened for fear of being fired like Jimmy's manager before. In the docks, the woman says Jimmy eventually ratcheted up the sexual harassment, grabbing her breast and butt, shoving his hands down her pants in public, and harassing her to engage in sexual conduct. She claims Jimmy also sexually abused her in cars, green rooms, airplanes, basically everywhere she was required to go with him as part of her job. She also says he raped her in private while choking her and videotaped multiple sexual encounters in order to blackmail her to stay silent. The woman says she tried talking to her bosses, 
but says they never investigated her claims and instead made it clear she would be fired if she complained. The woman says she was depressed and anxious and contemplated self-deletion as a result of Jimmy's alleged conduct. And she says she told her boss she couldn't put up with Jimmy anymore and asked to be reassigned. Instead, she says she was placed on leave and ultimately fired. Jimmy says it is deeply troubling and hurtful that someone I, I counted on, I counted as one of my closest friends, colleagues, and confidants would make allegations that have no truth to them whatsoever. I acknowledge that we had a sexual relationship, one that lasted for nearly two years. During that time, she never once accused me of any wrongdoing as she spoke of our relationship and friendship as being something she wanted to continue indefinitely. He continues, only after things ended between us did she hire a lawyer to reach out and ask for money, which leads me to question her motives. The simple fact is her accusations are not, not only false, but also extremely damaging. I've worked incredibly hard to build my career, and I intend to mount a vigorous defense to her claims and take all other legal action necessary to protect my reputation. Your reputation is trash, bro. And not to get a divorce. Holy cow. Is it Victoria Gaki? It's, it, it, it's got to be her. Was it Godkin or Godwin? Godwin, right? Godwin. Was it her? Dahina? This has to be her, y'all. This has to be her. So for two years, so let so she joined the company when? No, she's still there. So she's still still on her on her LinkedIn. So this can't be her then. So this can't be her because she's still there. Yeah, she's still there. So this can't be her. I, I thought we were close, guys. I thought we were close. No, this nigga is regardless if it's true or not. Just yo, come on. The bleeding and she was a virgin. Come on, man. Bruh. You know what? Let's see who. Okay. Those are the artists. I don't care about the previous. I just want the, the actual. Um, I don't care about the artists. Give me the workers behind it. Nope. Nope. Craig Morgan. No, no, no. Jason. No, 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 no. Nope. Damn it, damn it, damn it. BR. Okay. Who runs BBR Music Group? Who is the CEO? Benny Brown. Okay. Founded by CEO Benny Brown. Blah, 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 blah. Give me the rest of your, of your staff. I want the rest of your staff. Give me the staff. And it's not going to give me what the fuck I need.
Nope. Not giving me what I need. Let's go to about. Ah, that's BMG. I know them damn BMG. All right, I'm out of here. All right, I'm, I'm out of this one. I'm out of this one. They hi they're hiding her. They're hiding her. Uh, UTA. So the UTA also suspended him as well. Jeez. Bruh. Okay, so let's back. Let's see. Let's see. Director of Legal Affairs. Aaron Dunta Ash. Amy Hendon is music producer. Creative director. Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Back row. Left to right. Okay. This is Colton. Colton, director, legal and finance. Okay, okay. This is Eric Torres. This is Ash Bowers. Oh, shit. This is Amy Hendon. She's still there. Well, is she? Okay, this is Rick Shedd. This is Lee Adams. And this is Carson James. In the front row, this is Jimmy Allen, Zach Katz. Oh, I know that dude. Yo, Zach Katz is a, uh, oh my gosh, yo, I know him. Yo, he's out of Florida. He helped me with some um, publishing shit 10, 15 years ago. Damn, I'm behind. Shout out to Zach Katz, man. Zach Katz, yo, he's, he's, he's legit. I didn't even know he was, this is back in 2017, so I'm behind on everything. So it, it can't be these two women because... The manager had joined the team in 2020. Yeah, my man Zach Katz over there doing it. Okay, okay. I need to hit him up. I need to hit him up. I ain't talked to him in a minute, but shit. That's what's up. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> when you see people, you know, you're like, oh, yo, yo, that's my man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's ugly. It's ugly. 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 Okay, Ash, a guy was his manager in 2022. Yeah, she, but she joined the staff 2020, 2021. And so they're only dealing for two years. So it wasn't though, it wasn't none of those, either one of those women. Yo, y'all got, yo, man, come on, black dude, brothers. You got to move like, you, you got to move like America's most wanted out here. Got to move like America's most wanted out here. You got to move like we trying to follow the North Star to freedom. You got to move like you, you, you know. You got to move like a slave uh, on his way to looking for freedom, following the North Star. Right? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm more than sure the wife is like, okay, listen, just don't be stupid, right? I'm sure the wife would have been like, don't be stupid. Just do what you do, but don't be stupid. Peace, man. Okay. Okay. Let me, uh, come on, black man. Taking L's. We can take L's everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, L's. L's to the left of us, L's to the right of us. You know? 
Wake up eating a, a bowl of L's. <laughs> Go to sleep with a bowl of L's. <laughs> Cheesy peach. All right. Let's get into, um, you know what? Let's get to Daniel Perry. Let's get to Daniel Perry. And I'm going to wrap it up with the Pope. Let's get to Daniel Perry. Now, once again, I'm going to, oh, let me send myself this stuff. So we can um, get further context. I want to get further context. Where is it at? Twitter, Twitter. Is it Twitter? No, it's a download. Download. Okay. Now, Daniel Perry had help in subduing Jordan Neely. Okay. Daniel Perry had help in subduing Jordan Neely. Now, I am still of the position that Jordan Neely was a menace to society and will not be missed. Okay. Once again, I'm of the position that Daniel, uh, that Jordan Neely was a menace to society and he will not be missed. Okay. But this arrest is, this arrest is, 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 is BS to a certain extent. And let me, and, and they're playing on once again, black people's Low intelligence quotient, emotional hypersensitivity, right? Because if someone did something to my family member, I want everybody involved to go down, okay? So what, what I think everybody is missing, and no, no diss to anybody that's covering this story. I, I know Jason Black is all over this, but I need, I, I would ask Jason Black, okay, but what about, the other black guy and the other white guy that helped aid Daniel Perry and basically ultimately uh, contributing to ending the life of Jordan Neely. Okay. Now, once again, I, I'm not here to, to change anybody's position or opinion, um, religion, none of that. You, if you believe this is a white supremacist move to further prop propagandize white supremacist, that's on you. I'm not here for that. Here's my position. If someone injured or took the life of a loved one of mine, I want everybody that had a hand in it to go down. Okay. Now this black man is the same black man y'all see with the backpack on the left, on the right, on the left. Okay, now if you look at the, the picture in the middle, this was the other white guy that was holding his hands. I'll show that picture in a minute. So let me just go ahead and get to that picture. So let me go ahead and get to that picture real quick. You, now you see the brother with the beard, right? Holding, holding Jordan's hand, preventing him from, I mean, it's not really much you could do when, you, when, when you're a real naked choke. Pretty much if it's applied correctly, you, you're, you're going out. Like, how can I say this? Oh, man, come on. Now you want to cut the grass, bro? I'm sorry. My neighbor's cutting my grass. Here, here, hear me out. A properly applied rear naked choke gives you the desired effect literally in less than 30 seconds. Okay? 
it takes less than 30 seconds. Matter of fact, you could put somebody out in about 10 seconds. Okay? You, this is why you see MMA fighters tap the fuck out quickly. Okay? You could legit put somebody out 15 to 30 seconds of properly applied pressure. So for this man to apply this hold for how they said 10 to 15 minutes takes a lot of stamina, a lot of endurance, a lot of upper body strength. And, you know, either that means he didn't. Now, from all from this look, it looks pretty sunk in. It looks so what a, a proper rear naked choke is what and I could tell why what, what it took so long in this position. So normally what happens when you get somebody from behind, you should place this hand on on the top of their head and push down forward what you do is you push their head towards the arm underneath the chin that's what gets them out of there real quick so if you're laying in a prone position it's hard to push somebody's head forward to to apply that type of pressure that's why it would normally take a little bit longer um in a prone position but standing up if you get up if you get behind somebody and just kind of lean right over them on top of their head they're out doesn't take long okay so um dude said he knew yeah there's no way it takes 15 10 15 minutes to 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 do this there's no way now i'm not going to argue with the intent i'm just saying my argument is this y'all focused on the white boy here okay but he had help to a certain extent why are these two men not charged because you have a black man and another he looks italian but just say another white guy just for for the sake of argument all right. God damn, he is cutting the hell out that goddamn grass, ain't he though? Okay. All you can do is try to tell that's that's it. It doesn't take long. Like you know when you about to when you're about to go out. But anywho, um that's why the whole race thing to me doesn't feel right. Because the whole uh, just arrest him and charge him when clearly he had accomplices, right? They did contribute to a certain extent to this man's passing. So arrest them all, not just the one. All right. Okay. Now. So once again, that's the all that those are the three amigos. Those are the three amigos. Those are the three amigos. That's one of them gas lawnmower. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, we don't do electric over here. What the fuck? No, gas. Right? Okay. These are the three amigos. Nobody seems too worried. Nobody seems too worried that this man is, is pretty much lifeless. All right? Okay. Once again, how come this black man, and he's married, and this other guy, how come they're not being charged? Now here, okay. This was during and in the aftermath. So clearly the black man is still holding um, Jordan's right arm with both hands. Okay. This dude didn't stand a chance. Bad enough, you got one man that kind of sneak that sneaks up behind you to to, to apply as a rear a rear naked choke. On top of that, you got two guys 
30 to 40 pounds heavier than you holding your arms down. This guy didn't stand a chance. This guy didn't stand a chance. All right. Now, here's the other part of this story that, that bothers the fuck out of me. Like, I'm like, this isn't bullshit. Okay. Yeah, we're we going to be all right. Don't let this electric movement, this, this California does not have the infrastructure to get to eradicate all gasoline vehicles. It's, it's impossible to trust me when I tell you this, we have rolling blackouts for a reason. Matter of fact, we have rolling water outs, water outages for a reason. California, there's no way California can go totally EV by 2030. It's impossible. I don't even worry about that shit. Let's continue. Now, yeah, my man, my man Mojo. So, now, look at this man here. <laughs> this dude looks like a fucking movie star. I thought he was Joel Kinnaman. Let me know what I got. I got some for y'all. You like a good, you like a good psyop theory. Y'all like, y'all like a good psyop theory. I say, do you like a good psyop theory? Everybody grab your, your tinfoil, uh, uh, tinfoil, whatever y'all wear. Grab your tinfoil articles of clothing. Grab your tinfoil articles of clothing. You like a good psyop? I think everybody enjoys a good psyop. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Daniel Perry looks like a goddamn movie star. This jawline ass dude, I thought he was Joel Kinnaman. This is Rick Flagg from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You want a good psyop? You want a good Hollywood psyop? This man is a goddamn, look at this dude. This is a good looking man. <laughs> this is a jawline dude. <laughs> yeah, Orlando Bloom looking at <laughs> This is a goddamn psyop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This old Bradley Cooper looking ass dude. This is a good looking dude. I, <laughs> and his former military. <laughs> you like you like a good psyop. Look at this dude. This I I immediately thought he was Joel Kinnaman. I shit you not. I immediately thought he was Joel Kinman, y'all. <laughs> I thought this man was Joel Kinnaman. I was like, Rick Flag. That's Rick Flag. Seriously? Seriously? Okay, you know what? We got time. We got time. So he turned himself in. Right? What happened? Okay, here we go. He turned himself in. Wait, wait, wait. Is it just music? He looks about six one six two. He looks to be six one six two.
looks easily 6'2". Hell, he might be 6'3". All right, so let's, let's continue. Let's continue with this. <laughs> he's 24. Wait. So he's 24. So he must have did his service early, like fresh out of high school. Right? Um, okay, okay. Some believe Penny was a good Samaritan who stepped in to help others after Neely acted aggressively. Once again, if you've, if you've been on the New York subway, if you've been on, on the Chica Chicago subway, nigga, it's danger all around you. Okay. Uh oh. No, he's not good looking on movie star. Yeah. Did he look like a seventies porn star? I can't stand you. <laughs> he's not an ugly dude. He's not an uh, I thought I, listen, I saw him, I'm like, I instantly thought Joel Kinneman. Instantly thought Joel Kinneman. Oh, here y'all go. I'm not I'm not with y'all. Rose Golden here like, well, I'm not do I'm not doing this with y'all. Okay, yes, riding a subway, you put your life in danger. Your life is in danger if you ride the subway because you don't know who's on that and who's. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Ron DeSantis shared a link to his fundraiser. Okay, Ron DeSantis called this man a good Samaritan. This old. Joel Kinnaman, John Holmes looking ass dude. Look at this. Look at this dude's jawline. We know. Come on. I, us, us guys, we know when a guy has a jawline, clearly has a jawline. All right. He's clearly over six feet. All right. So Ron DeSantis says, he said, we must defeat the Soros funded DA's Stop the left pro-criminal agenda and take back the streets for law-abiding citizens. We stand with good Samaritans like Daniel Penny. Let's show this Marine America's got his back. This is a fucking psyop. Now, now don't, don't get me wrong. People do die. Okay? Oh, let's not gloss over the fact that people do get killed and maimed and murdered and, and psyops, false flags. I, don't get me wrong. People do get innocent. People do get jacked up. This tells me everything I need to know. I need to pay this no attention. Okay? Everybody's favorite governor, Ron DeSantis. Let me run it back what he said. He says, this is Ron DeSantis. All y'all Ron DeSantis dick writers. Oh, he's about to get rid of Disney. Because he, you know, he... Took away their, their, their right to self-sovereign, right, y'all? All you Ron DeSantis dick writers, right? This man just sat here and said, we must defeat the Soros-funded DAs, stop the left pro-criminal agenda, and take back the streets for law-abiding citizens. We stand with good Samaritans like Daniel Penny. Let's show this Marine America's got his back. I'm over this. Somebody go over there and tell Jason Black, hey, nigga, calm down. Don't, 
this ain't worth having an aneurysm over. Somebody let Jason Black know, bruh, this, this is a, this is a psyop. Let, let this shit go. Let it go. Listen, if you're an accomplice to a crime in New York, they're coming to get you. You understand? Do do you, do you, do y'all understand how overzealous New York NYPD is when it comes to arresting people? If you commit a crime and you're an accomplice or you aided and abetted, trust and believe you would get arrested too. New York is super overzealous when it comes to arresting people for, for whatever crimes. Let this go. This is fake outrage. Whatever you want to call it, false flag, psyop, ho- I don't, pick a term. This is some bullshit. This is not worth getting an aneurysm over, y'all. This man has basically a million bucks in his GoFundMe for legal defense and God knows whatever else. I, I'm, I'm over this. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. They sure did. Listen, you, uh, you help with a crime in New York City and they know about it, they're coming to get you. The fundraising appeal went live on Thursday. As it became clear, an arrest was imminent and reached $100,000 in 24 hours. The statement on the Give, Send, Go website reads, Daniel Penny is a 24-year-old college student and decorated Marine veteran facing a criminal investigation stemming from him protecting individuals on an NYC subway train from an assailant who later died. Funds are being raised to pay Mr. Penny's legal fees incurred from any criminal charges filed and any future civil lawsuits that may arise, as well as expenses related to his defense. Well, he ain't got to worry about the family of uh, Jordan Neely because the, the grandparents didn't want nothing to do with him, right? Remember, he threatened to kill his own grandparents. The only people, the only blood that had that had that even you know that gave a fuck about him the grandparents remember he threatened to kill them at one point so, the, so they weren't messing with him all contributions are greatly appreciated any proceeds collected which exceed those necessary to cover mr penny's legal defense will be donated to a mental health advocacy program in new york city oh so you're not gonna return the money you're gonna whatever they make over it you're gonna give it to mental health okay gotcha gotcha all funds will be sent to and managed by the law offices of Razor and Kenneth PC. And this is what Ron DeSantis said. This is Ron DeSantis. Y'all, every America's favorite governor out of Florida. This is the, this is the guy, y'all, y'all. Yeah, 2024, he's going to take out Biden if he can get past Trump. This is your guy. This is your guy. This is your guy. Mr. You know, Anti-Disney. Right? Mr. Anti-Disney. Mr. Anti-Disney. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? what? Oh, Lord, Lord. Rose Gold, you too light-skinned to be this violent, sis. You, you frighten me. Ain't nothing scarier than a, than a, uh, than a dangerous light-skinned chick. <laughs> All right. Okay. Penny released a statement through his lawyers on Friday, which read, Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely and could not have foreseen his untimely death. But Neely's loved ones have demanded justice. Lawyer Dante Mills speaking on behalf of the family. Neely was simply suffering from poor mental health and needed help. Mr. Neely didn't attack anyone. He didn't touch anyone. He didn't hit anyone, but he was choked to death. That can't stand. 
Okay. I'm over this. Nice little production. Now, I'm not saying Jordan Neely wasn't, the, wasn't an actual victim from this. That man may have pretty much died from this. I, I'm not, you know, who am I to say? I just know a play when I see a play. Right? Now, he's being charged with second-degree manslaughter. Second-degree manslaughter. All right? Yeah, Bernard gets all over again. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. No one in Florida made Disney leave. <laughs> Florida will go ahead. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, hon. Oh, that sucks. I've been in robberies and happy tears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make light of your situation. My bad. Okay. Now let's get to what are you looking at for manslaughter? Is it? Okay. New York's penal code says an individual is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree. If he recklessly causes the death of another person, that's what he's being charged with. Second degree manslaughter. Second degree. Okay. Once again, the difference between manslaughter and murder is intent with intent to cause the death of another person. Man, look at this motherfucker, man. If y'all don't stop playing with me. If y'all don't stop playing with me. Marine veteran Daniel Penny is out on a $100,000 bond tonight after surrendering this morning on manslaughter charges. A judge ordered him to surrender his passport. The DA saying that his actions on that F train resulted in Neely's death. News Force Gilma Avalos live in Lower Manhattan with why Neely's family says those charges just aren't enough, Gilma. Natalie, from the moment New Yorkers saw that piece of video, there have been some strong opinions about it. For days, there were calls and protests uh, for an arrest to be made, for charges to be filed. And today, Penny faced a judge for the first time, now looking at a manslaughter charge. Following days of protests and more than a week after... Th now, now, now you clearly see, you clearly see the black man holding his right arm. Okay. You, you see that all right. Uh, okay. Jordan Neely was killed on. Oh, he held both his hands. So the black man held the hands of another black man. How is he not an, an accomplice to this? How is he not an accomplice to this manslaughter charge. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. On an F train, the man seen putting him in a chokehold turned himself in. Y'all worry about the man in the chokehold putting him in a chokehold, but you not worry about this man holding his. Jesus Christ, man. Okay, this dude didn't. Even, this dude didn't have a fighting chance. Even if you took away Jordan Neely's ability to possibly, possibly defend himself, you took away Jordan Neely's ability to defend himself possibly. You know, because not every rear naked chokehold applied sticks. There's times it's not as misapplied and whatever case may be and a person can get out. But this guy here clearly took away Jordan Neely's ability to defend himself from this rear naked choke or even have a, 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 a to, even to attempt to do so. 
If you've never been in a rear naked choke, you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about because you've never been choked out before. All right? The first move I taught my daughter, the first self-defense move I taught this child was a rear naked choke. And this child, like a goddamn apex predator, would purposely look for times to catch me, to put the move on me. If you've never been choked by, at the time she was, what, 10 and she was, she got some size to it. Listen, when, when, when they, when they get the squeezing and your throat, and you go like, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you never, this is what I'm saying. You had to, you had to, you had to experience being choked out. So when, <laughs> when it's applied, right. And they get this and they, they start squeezing and you get that huh, in your throat and you just lock up and you can't really do shit. <laughs> That's when you know the shit's properly applied. Right. So I taught me, that was the first thing I ever taught her was a real naked choke. And God forbid, every time I turned my back, this child was like a predator, always looking to, to choke me out. Uh, anywho, um, not every rear naked chokehold applied sticks. But this man, this black man clearly took away Jordan Neely's ability to possibly defend himself against this. You know, if you're in a rear naked choke, go for the fingers, you know, bend the finger back, a finger or two back. Normally that will, that you have to act instantly though. That's not one of those. You just sit around and be like, let me think about what I, what I should do. If you're not instantly, once again, you have to be choked out enough times to kind of train yourself what to do when in a situation like that. So normally you would just try to go for the fingers and just bend the finger or two back. And once a little bit of pressure is released, you can slip out the grips. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm talking too much. This is, let me get into it. Ben, 24 year old Daniel Penny charged with second degree manslaughter. This man should be making movies. Look at this dude here. You the Marine me? veteran quietly left the 5th Precinct in handcuffs. You see how, do you see this jaw? You see this guy's jaw? Handcuffs stepping into a... This dude looks like a porn star. Why don't you go wow wow? We're waiting police vehicle to head to Manhattan Criminal Court. His attorney spoke briefly on his behalf. He did so voluntarily and with the sort of dignity and integrity that is characteristic of his history of service to this grateful nation. In Midtown, around the same time Penny faced a judge, Neely's father and aunt stood with their attorneys. Neely's old high school photo nearby. They didn't lose a son or a nephew. Jordan was taken from them. All right, are these the same grandparents that Jordan threatened to kill at one point? So are these the same grandparents that Jordan threatened to kill? So... Now, now I'm conflicted. Now I, I get it. Family is family. And sometimes families say things and do things to each other that you can't take back, but you don't wish anything ill upon them. If something befalls them, you, you know, you, you're going to rap for them in death. I get it. I get it. I get it. The Neely family attorneys say they were overjoyed by the arrest. Look at this stoic, Chad, strong jawed. This dude should be in movies. But say a manslaughter charge is not enough. Look at this dude. This dude is the epitome of Europeanness. This guy is the, the epitome of Europeanness. Ask yourself, is that enough? Is that enough for someone who 
choked somebody out on the train and took their life. The Manhattan DA's office announced there was probable cause to arrest Penny. According to the criminal complaint, several witnesses say Neely, who's homeless, was making threats and scaring passengers when Penny approached him from behind and put him in a chokehold, taking him down to the ground and continued to hold him for several minutes. And he chose to continue to hold that chokehold minute after minute, second after second, until there was no life left in Jordan Neely. That's the choice that he made. And his attorneys have said in the past that the 24-year-old acted in self-defense, that he never intended to harm Neely, that he risked his own life and safety for the good of his fellow passengers, and that he will, quote, be fully absolved of any wrongdoing. As he faced a judge, Penny did not enter a plea. His attorney described how he's feeling. Dealing with the situation, like I said, with the sort of integrity and honor uh, that is characteristic of who he is, characteristic of his honorable service in the United States Marine Corps, uh, and, you know, he has his head, head uh, held up high. Neely was known to perform on the subway as a Michael Jackson impersonator and had a history of mental illness. His death reviving debates about how the city handles issues of mental health and homelessness. Because someone has either mental illness or houselessness or has a history of arrest does not make them dispensable. Penny has been released on a $100,000 bail. He cannot leave the state and has to surrender his passport. A campaign launched by his attorneys for his legal defense, by the way, has raised over half a million dollars. In lower Manhattan, Gilma Avalos, News 4 New York. Man, if y'all don't stop this nonsense, if y'all don't stop this nonsense. Okay. Let me do this before we get into the max time that he's looking at. If, if his DD-24 is blanked out on the Marine service, I know what's... I, you know what? See, now, Nick, we, we weren't trying to go that deep. You're trying to go um, Nemo deep. I wasn't prepared to go Nemo deep. I stay out of military business. I stay out y'all's business. <laughs> I, stay out, I stay out y'all's business. <laughs> My baby didn't do nothing. That my grandbaby, he just tried to kill me, but that's uh, okay. That's still, still my grandbaby. That's still my grandbaby. That's still my grandbaby. He participated in the religion. Uh, you know what? I'm gone. I'm gone from it. I'm gone from it. I'm gone from it. Okay. Let's look at what he is facing. Okay. Figure four leg lock. See, y'all, y'all be doing that. Y'all be doing extra shit. Oh, Ric Flair asses. <laughs> Y'all are doing Ric Flair shit. Y'all want to do the goddamn sharpshooter and shit. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what is he looking at for a second degree manslaughter? Okay. The penal code categorizes second-degree manslaughter as a Class C felony under New York sentencing law. And the maximum yeah, but there's different types of Class Cs. I want the actual. Let's do this. Let's do this. Class no, I want second-degree manslaughter. Sentence. There we go. Sentence. Let's, what was he looking at? Okay, so he could be. He could face a max of fifteen years. He's not gonna do. Listen, 
He's not going to do 15 years. Yeah, okay. The max he's looking at is 15 years. He's not going to do anywhere near that. And and if he takes this thing to trial, if he takes this thing to trial, Okay, man, slaughter in the second degree. Yeah, you know what? Now, what they say here is, was it voluntary or involuntary? Because it just says second degree manslaughter. They didn't break it down. So I'm going to guess it's involuntary manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter is charged second degree involuntary, right? And situations where the actor, actor does not intend for the victim to, to do Rather, the actor engages in conduct as a reckless. Okay, 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 okay. Manslaughter in the second degree. Penalties, penalties. Here we go. Here we go. The minimum sentence on manslaughter in the second degree is one to three years. Once again. He's a max of three years. He's looking at anywhere basically from probation. They can give me anything from probation to three years. Okay. So he's looking at a max of anywhere between one to three years, or they may give him probation, whatever. Right. I don't see him doing any time. I just don't. I don't. I don't see him doing any time. I see him beating it. If he takes it to trial, he'll he'll beat this case. I could be wrong. So for anybody that that's on here talking, this man is looking at no more than three years, no more than three years. This is New York city. This is, this is a second degree manslaughter charge. Okay. Okay. Yeah, first offense, he's, uh, you know, he got the veteran status. You know, if, if he may plead out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they give him probation or maybe a year suspended. So there's a judge can do a whole bunch of things. He can get, he can get three years suspended. They can get a suspended sentence. I could see that happening. I don't see this man going to prison. I don't see him going to prison for this. I, I possibly a suspended sentence. All right. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn Joel Kinnaman. I kid you not. That's what I first thought. Like, yo, that's Rick flag. That's Rick flag. <laughs> All right, let's do this real quick. Um, let me pull it back on me and then I'm going to finish up with some dead bedroom. All right. Now, listen, y'all know good and goddamn. Well, let me just say this real quick. If y'all catch anybody doing dead bedroom content, you know where it came from, right? Once again, if you see anybody doing dead bedroom content, you know where it came from, right? Okay. Now I'm not the originator. I'm not the creator. I'm just the enlightener. All right. I didn't create the green lines. I came across the green lines on Twitter from Revelino. 
but I didn't see anybody on Twitter talking about green lines before me. All right. This dead bedroom thing, the, the, the whole Dr. Tia San Johnson syndrome that came from me. I enlightened people to dead bedrooms. So if you see anybody talk about dead bedroom content, like, Oh, look what I found. Dead bed. No nigga came. It came here first. All right. Now let me get this out the way. Now the Pope's exorcist. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> I can't stand it. Eric just, just be so, so damn petty for no damn reason. All right. Dead bedroom is extremely depressing. All right. See, see, See that shout out to everybody that, that's got healthy sex lives. Shout out to those that be like the wife just be clawing and pawing at you. If you got a wife that paws at you after all these years, you are a very blessed man. You have found a good thing with that woman, that wife. Okay. Um, real quick, the Pope's exorcist with Russell Crowe. Wow. Wow. So basically, I'm going to chop this up and put it on the, on the uh, movie review channel. So basically, one of the princes, <laughs> one of the princes of hell, one of the chief demons, you know, the four princes, you got Lucifer and the four princes, right? Asmodeus. Asmodeus. In this movie, it's based off Father Gabriel Amort, Amorte. Gabriel Amorte was an Italian um, priest. He was actually the, the, the Vatican's, the Pope's chief exorcist. This was a real dude. He was actually the guy the Pope sent out to perform exorcisms wherever needed, right? So out of 98, out of 100% of demon possessions, only 2% are deemed uh, exorcism worthy. And they would send Gabriel Amort to go handle it. He was the, the Pope's right-hand man. He was the Pope's enforcer, right? Shit goes left. The Pope says, get Gabriel. Send Father Amort. Okay, he was that dude. He wrote books and shit. He wrote book, books and, and, and stuff, all this good. Okay, okay, okay. So, There's a speculated number. Now, this is the movie. Now, take the movie for the grain of salt. But you know these movies tell you what time it is, okay? So when, when Lucifer and, and the angels fell, they fell in different spots on the planet. The Vatican knows where each and every demon fell. Okay? The Vatican knows where every demon fell on this planet. Okay? Seven of those that I've researched are somewhere uh, in the Middle East. I will come back to that topic. I'm still working on the research for that. Um, it's called the Seven Towers of Satan. I, will, I promise you I will get that done. But anywho, the Vatican knows where every fallen angel fell. And they covered it up. Asmodeus is the demon that caused the Spanish Inquisition. Asmodeus possessed Queen Isabella's priest, Father Henoda. Father Henoda was the one that convinced Queen Isabella 
to launch the Inquisition. Because remember, Christians hated them people. Right? And God knows how many millions of people died during the Inquisition if you didn't convert to Christianity off with your head. So anywho, so as Modius possessed Father Henoda, which was Queen Isabella's right-hand priest, and convinced her to launch the Inquisition. Now, moving forward, moving forward, um, the Vatican sent an, uh, an old um, friar to go deal with Asmodeus. They couldn't handle him. So they buried him and all of them. So you know what the last-ditch effort, if, if, the, if the exorcism never works, the priest usually commands the demon to, to come into the priest, right? That's, the, like, that's like the break glass button. If you can't exorcise this demon up out of him, uh, come on in to me. The exorcist tells you this too. It's Father Gabriel, right? Come in to me, come in to me. Okay, so the old friar couldn't handle Asmodeus. All of his disciples all locked themselves in, 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 this, in this underground facility, and they locked the demon in with them. Fast forward, construction company shows up. They free Asmodeus. Asmodeus possesses a little boy. Asmodeus wants to recreate Another inquisition. His plan is to have the, the Pope send him Gabriel, Father Amort, so he could possess him to get next to the Pope like he did back in the inquisition to do it all over again. It's a riveting movie. It's, it's crazy, right? So he shows up and then the, the back and forth exorcism. So then eventually... Asmodeus is so strong. Father Gabriel says, you know what? Come on, come on into me. Come into me. Come into me. They go and he comes in. He possesses the father. They go down into the, uh, the old, the old underground building where the old consecrated site, the, uh, the Pope's second in command finds out the history of that building. And he realizes, Oh my God, the Vatican covered. They, the Vatican never told anybody. This is one. This is where Asmodeus fell. Right. He damn near has a heart attack. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you had a bunch of young cardinals on the on on the on the on the bit on the bench that didn't believe in, in demons. So you always it's always that young cardinal that doesn't believe in the old time ways, whatever the case may be. So uh the other father that was that sent to help Gabriel, they battle back and forth, they cast Asmodeus out, he survives it. And the Vatican consecrates that area. So then um, Father Amort gets like to see the whole network. There's an actual network of priests that actually active just track and find the different spots. So the, the third in command gives Father Gabriel a promotion. He says, look, there's 199 more spots. So they say 200 demons fell. The numbers have always been sketchy as, as far as how many demons actually fell. He says, we have 199, 199 more spots to find. Are you up for, the, are you up for a task? He's like, well, that may be a lifelong work for one preacher or one priest, but two priests, we can get it done. So they officially, Father Mort was officially out here going to every different spot on this planet where the demons fell and exercising these demons. He died in 2016. They're still out here doing it. That is the Pope's exorcist. 
Okay. Now that we have that out the way, my final, uh, oh, what was the final topic tonight? What is my final topic? Oh, yes. Dead bedrooms. Let's wrap it up with some dead bedrooms. Let's wrap it up with some dead bedrooms. Let's refresh. Matter of fact, while it refreshes, let me go over y'all comments real quick. Let me go over y'all, y'all comments real quick. Okay. The only, oh Lord, Lord. Listen, you know, when blacks die a horrible death, you got, you got to paint them in the most innocent light. You paint them in the, the most positive, non-threatening image possible. And you always, who, who was it? Trayvon Martin is always, always a kid face picture, right? Okay. All right. Uh, let me see. Okay. 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 Put them on the rack. Yeah, iron the Iron Maiden torture rack. All those all those medieval old torture devices came out of the Inquisition. Yeah. 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 Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, <laughs> uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. Ending things with my wife. Because, you know, even though we all know that 80% of divorces are filed by women, but here is a guy that want a, a husband that's contemplating leaving his wife. He says, it's time. I love her the same as anybody you've built your life around, but I don't like her anymore. Her citizenship interview is Friday. I'm not so cruel as to end things while she's getting in the headspace for that. So she's not from this country. Interesting. But I can't stand waiting and lying by omission much longer. I've been flip-flopping, cowardly, wavering in my resolve for months. But I've been absolutely certain committed for a month now. I can't spend the rest of my life with her. She can do many things to improve her situation, but won't. Even at the insistence of her therapist and support system. I I know that's not all her fault. Depression is a hell of a thing, but I can't handle this anymore. Selfishly, I have to admit, I just desperately, desperately, desperately want to have sex and feel like a human again. I just wish I could do this without doing the damage that inevitably comes with divorce. It all used to feel so simple to judge. Now I've learned the hard way that nobody makes this decision lightly. Wow. Wow. Let's continue. Let's continue. Okay, let's do another porn addiction. Okay, my husband, 19 male, and I'm a 21-year-old female, only have sex once or twice a month max, and we've been married a little over a year. He used to be addicted to porn, but claims he doesn't watch it anymore, and that's a a boundary in our relationship. 
I've been so fucking frustrated for a long while now, so I apologize for this vent post. Anyone else in the same boat? I feel like I can't trust a word he says, and I'm on the verge of giving up. It's like he stopped trying after we got married. Mm, mm, mm. Let's continue. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. My low libido is ruining, ruining. Shout out to Stewie. Ruining is ruining everything. The title says it all, or at least my fiance, 21-year-old male, is making me, 23-year-old female, believe so. Okay. A quick summary of my relationship. My fiance and I are for over five years together now and one and a half years engaged. During the first year, I've been taking the pill, but too irregular to be fully trusted. I simply forgot to take it. During the first half of first year, my libido was perfectly fine. We both initiated equally as much. But after that first year, I decided to so switch over to the hormone spiral, and that's where things started to change. I'm having much more mood swings than I used to, and my libido has declined extremely ever since. <clears throat> Up until a year ago, it wasn't too much of a problem, especially since we were in a long-distance relationship. A year ago, I moved in with him and basically gave up everything in my home country to be able to be with him every day for the rest of my life. But after the moment I moved in with him, it has gone from bad to worse to almost a living hell. My libido is by now basically zero, and I cannot get myself into the mood to initiate or do something even in the slightest. My fiance has already told me that he has grown tired of initiating every time over and over again, and that he won't try again either. Yet the worst thing of all is every day, sometimes even several times a day, he makes snarky comments to me how he wants something but isn't getting it and how it is all my fault or how he has been or how he's by now feeling like he's just a friend or how he's feeling the same love as a brother would get from his sister. Don't understand me wrong. We, we do still kiss and cuddle a lot, but the whole sex drive is just gone. Yet every time he even says something in the slightest, like mentioned, it just breaks my heart. I have nothing to defend my position with, and I've tried to change my course of action as well, but without success. I've been thinking about switching back to the pill to see if the spiral is indeed the issue. Duh! And who the fuck is out there honking? Okay, I'm sorry. As well, talking with him about it doesn't work. It always turns into a discussion, if not a fight, between him and me. And I am by now not sure what to do anymore. It has gone so far that I am now sitting on the toilet, crying while typing this thread and seriously considering of moving back to my parents and throwing away the future that has been laid out for me here in the, in the town we are, we are living in right now. Wow. This is terrible. Okay, let's give, let's, this is, okay, we'll do one more, one more, one more. We're gonna do one more. This is horrible. This is horrible. Okay. My husband and I only have sex one to two times every one to two months. Sometimes it's two months to no sex. Sometimes it's twice a month. The frequency is not ideal, obviously, since I'm posting in this sub. He generally ignores my flirting. He has gone to sleep on me while in a hotel for the first time since having a baby on our anniversary while I was in lingerie. He claims physical touch is his love language and gets upset if I don't kiss him or hug him once a day. But when it comes to sex, he, he only ever initiates once every one and, one and a half to two months. 
any attempt to intrigue him like walking around in just my knickers, cuddling and kissing him in bed or lingerie gets a minimal reaction. Short of actually straddling him and taking off his clothes, there's no sex unless it's that time of the month for him. I can usually tell it's coming because he will get extra affectionate, start rubbing my back, cuddling, which he never does unless he's horny, and I'm just over it. I would almost rather not even get myself riled up for once monthly, if that's sex, than to be ignored and horny for the rest of the month. I never turn down his advances, obviously, because it, it, is not up to, it is not up to the frequency of my personal libido's wants, but I am ready to, ready to give up. We've had the discussion multiple times, and nothing has changed. We agreed to try having sex once a week, and that was six months ago. And didn't even last the first week. Do I tell him if we continue on this once a month frequency at no change, then I don't even want to bother because it just makes me hornier for the rest of the month. And it's not fair because he never reciprocates. I feel like that's a slippery slope, but I just can't keep doing this without something changing. I don't want to nag him, but he needs to realize that it's an issue and he's not addressing it. No matter what I do, I don't want to withhold sex as a punishment, but it's not fair to me to be only on his sexual schedule when he couldn't even commit to our compromise schedule. Cheesy peas. Okay, one more and we out of here because I just can't write. Let's, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. I'm scared of sex. Let's see what this says. So I, 20, 20 year old female, have been dating my girlfriend. Oh, this is okay. Okay. We got the, we got the lesbians. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I, 20 year old female, been dating my girlfriend, 21, for about uh, around seven months now. We have not had sex once. I've always hated my body without clothes and was pretty self aware on me not being conventionally attractive. So knew she'd probably fall out of love for me if she saw me without clothes. Every time my girlfriend has offered or tried to instigate something, I freeze up and start having panic attacks. And she gets worried and stops. Now she doesn't instigate anything at all in fear for my mental health. But it's clear to me that she wants to. I really do love her. And she is extremely pretty and quite frankly, way out of my league. And I don't want her to feel unsatisfied by the relationship, but I'm scared that my belly will completely turn her off. I guess this is just a vent, but some advice would be helpful. So even the lesbians are having problems, y'all. Okay, let's do this one. This last one, last one, last one, last one. Last one. Hey, all, I came here from another subreddit and looking for some help, mostly with my morale. My wife and I have been married almost three years. We did not have sex prior to marriage due to religious convictions. Uh-oh. I can, I, can, I, I can already guess what the problem is, but let's continue. We were so excited for our honeymoon, and then, bam, upon attempting, she was in pain and asked me to stop. Every time since that night for the past three years, she gets anxious, clenches up, and we don't succeed. I know this is hard on her, but it has also been hard on me. I've been very supportive and not harsh at all. Internally, I feel upset, but I'm trying to be strong because she feels like a problem and I don't want to exasperate that. Also, there is no oral, which has created even more tension between us. I love my wife and would never hurt her or leave her. Backstory. Uh-oh. She has some verbal physical abuse as a kid, but nothing sexual. I don't know what to do. I feel so beaten down. I feel so alone. I'm 30 and want children, but how can that ever happen? Thanks for letting me rant. Honestly, this is my first post ever on Reddit. I just needed some help. Wow. 
Listen, y'all. I I I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. I I want everybody to, to get help for whatever the situations and being happy, healthy, wholesome, fulfilling relationships. Ah, this this breaks my heart to hear these things, man. So, wow. Okay. Um shit. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna get out of here, and uh, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my night because my man obviously is still not done with our yard. So I'm gonna get out of here. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. Uh, listen, if y'all catch anybody all of a sudden covering dead bedroom content stuff, just tap them on the shoulder be like oh yeah this is what Sly was talking about weeks prior just oh yeah this is what Sly be talking about that's all that that's all you need to do that's all you need to do so uh I'm gonna get out of here thank y'all for hanging out peace y'all have a good night peace